This is episode 14, and today I will be talking about my takeaways and elaborations on the resistance to life and how men and women grieve differently, which goes back to the conversations I had with Patsy on episode 12 and with Patty on episode 13. Stay tuned. This is Victoria of the UnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Hello, thank you for joining me today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are a return listener, welcome as well. And thank you for coming back for another episode. I would like to start today with um, a review that a kind heart left for me on Apple iTunes. Rural G-L-E-R says, As a, fa- as a griever myself, I find this podcast very valuable and insightful around the education of grief, and it provides so much connection with others that are grieving. Thank you so much, Rural, G-L-E-R, for your five-star review. I very much appreciate it. Okay, today I am talking about my takeaways and elaborations and reflections on the previous podcast episodes I had, um, episode 12 with Patsy and episode 13 with Patty. And Patsy... Her grieving voice story was sharing about caring for her dying father, closing a business, and um, divorce. And Patty shared in episode 13 about being a widow, a young widow at that, and her struggle with her new family, husband, uh, with miscarriage and IVF. And so I want to start with episode 12 and Patsy. And Patsy had already started personal development work at the time that her father had become ill and had experienced so much loss in such a short period of time. And from what she shared, it had helped her and served her well in being able to be there for her dad despite any conflicting feelings she may have had about their relationship. So my takeaway with that episode is that it's never too soon and it's never too late to start asking yourself better questions, which really to me is one of the key components of transformation or change of any kind, which is you developing the best version of you that you wish to express to the world. And I could do a whole episode on this topic alone of how grief and loss is personal development because it forces us to ask ourselves deeper questions Anyway, in the same vein, what if we get to the end of our life and we never invested time in ourselves to ask those deeper questions? 
Like, wouldn't it be great if? Or what do I need to do to be the person I want to be? Or what is the one thing that is hard for me to change about myself, but I know it would be the most impactful right now? And also, another example, what are things I can do today for myself to help myself feel better, be better, and ultimately be happier? Then I agree with the nurse that Patsy shared in her story that we die exactly how we live. And if we resist dying, are afraid of it, or are filled with anxiety and emotional pain, and maybe even disease, and ultimately don't experience a good death, a term I've heard often throughout my life. My dad did not have a good death. He was wrought with sorrow and fear, and as a Vietnam vet, he came home a very different person inside and did his best to lock that pain away not to mention the grief he had endured prior to service. He ended up dying of colon cancer at the age of 44. I am 41. And at the age of 36, I had colon polyps removed. So now I have a five-year screening. And our colons are actually located in our sacral chakra, which relates to vitality, sensation in our relationships with others. It's where despair is. And symptoms of blockages of our sacral chakra, chakra are constipation, back pain, gynecological cysts, irregular menstruation, infertility, depression, jealousy, low self-esteem, isolation and detachment from society, and even addictive behavior. I've also in the last two years have had precancerous mole removed and my grandmother died of melanoma. But get this, even though, going back to my dad's colon cancer, even though several of my dad's immediate family all had colon cancer too, including his dad, his brother, and I actually think his mother as well. I know it was documented, but I haven't, I'm not exactly sure on that. But we ended up having genetic testing when my grandmother was still alive, and it revealed no genetic link. So how is it that so many people in my father's family, including himself, all had colon cancer? I'm getting off topic, and perhaps this is for another episode, but as a Reiki master and learning more and more about energy and emotions and how our minds and bodies and emotional energy are all connected, it's been blowing my mind what I've been learning. Circling back to how we live and how we die, in a nutshell, if we do not bring our attention to our inner environment, then whatever what, what has been emotionally incomplete for us, our resentment towards a parent was, who was emotionally or physically unavailable, or if there was sexual abuse or other trauma, we carry that in our bodies until the day we die, unless we do something about it, right? These experiences are emotional imprints that change us on a cellular level. And there are things we can do to help ourselves. There are ways we can take the reins of our inner experience. And I have personally found grief recovery and Reiki imperative and instrumental in healing myself on a cellular level to rewire my brain and do the work that helps those emotional imprints fade away. Energy 
emotion, mind, body. They're all connected in how we live and how we die. So how do men and women experience life, grief, loss, and emotions differently? And this is um, kind of briefly touched on in the episode 13, as I mentioned, with Patty. Truthfully, I don't have data to say how different we do grieve from our counterparts. All I can speak to are generalizations, because again, you can have two people, a man, a woman, and both experience the same loss, and in Patty's story, a miscarriage, and the ups and downs of IVF. And depending on how much personal development work they've done will be reflected in how they grieve. The woman carries the baby, feels the baby, move, nourishes the baby, and develops a connection to the growing child that no man could ever understand or will ever experience. So once that is gone and taken unexpectedly, there is a void that's experienced very differently. Someone who experiences a loss for the very first time will likely handle it very differently than someone who's experienced several or many losses prior. Because like anything, the more experience and knowledge you have about anything in life will change how you react, adapt, and change. And many of us bury, bury, bury until, like me, after five years of personal development and learning, that there's another loss that seems to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And for me, that loss had had me asking myself, why is this affecting me as much as it is and serving as a reminder on a physical and emotional level of all the decades of loss and trauma I experienced years before. It's as if everything just bubbled to the surface. And I believe we all experience that one cherry on top loss, the one that like a game of Jenga, you put that piece on top and they all come crumbling down at once. And here's the thing, I handled that loss very differently and it prompted me to take action to help myself and gave birth to this strong desire and led me to my purpose, which is often discovered in our pain and in our own story. And this process is very different for everyone, including men. And I think it depends on your upbringing, where you grew up, how grief was talked about, how much grief and loss was experienced in life. And only blanket statement I can say is that females tend to be more emotionally expressive than males. But again, not all and not always. So as I've been giving this thought since Patty's episode, I don't know if it's more that men and women grieve differently or just that we all grieve differently because we're all wired differently and have a different and have had different life experiences that shaped us and our views and perceptions. So that is my very quick take on and reflections on the episodes 12 and 13 with Patsy and Patty. Just give some thought to what I shared today. Those deep questions that I pondered, myself included, Um, I've really been digging into the emotional energy side of the loss I've endured and suffering and all of that. Um, And it's really been bringing up things for me um, as of late, but it's been good. Um, I'm, I'm handling it very differently now than I would have and did five years ago. Five years ago, I felt absolutely crazy. 
Um, and you can kind of feel that way when some of the old is being shed to bring the new to the light. And so I challenge you today as you're listening to this and you go about your day, what do you want to shed from the old you so that the you that you desire to be can be brought to the light? Thank you so much for listening today. Stay tuned for another episode next week where I will bring an interview with Susan and her experience and grieving voice of being a widow. She also has a podcast herself and will dig into that and her passion and mission now um, to help others as well. And I wish you so much joy and peace in the week ahead. Much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.